It is Tuesday, May 30th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Miami Heat on to the NBA Finals. And the stars burn out. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Miami dominates game seven on the road. They are on to the NBA finals. VGK with a 6-0 blowout over the Dallas Stars as they head to the Stanley Cup final. I'm assuming one of those two things is the lead, so there's no point in throwing out a third thing. So what what are we what are we gonna start with here, Scott? Let's talk about game seven, Miami, a 103-84 win over over Boston in Boston as they pick themselves up off the deck after losing three straight games after having a 3-0 series lead and win game seven convincingly as we welcome in Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert here on Straight Out of Vegas. And Mac, what was the biggest difference that you noticed in the Heat's performance here in game seven as opposed to the three consecutive losses? Jimmy Butler finally got going. That was the difference in the second half. Uh, they continued being red hot from three, which picked up from game six, 50%. Um, but they scored 103 points. That's right around what Vegas expected them to score, maybe a little bit more. But uh, it was, I believe, more about the Celtics and particularly Jason Tatum getting hurt on the first play of the game and Jalen Brown um, figuring out what life as a number one superstar against a good defense late in the NBA playoffs is all about. Yeah, this was about as disastrous of a game for Jalen Brown, who has question marks going into the offseason about what his future is, at least what his future in in Boston is. This couldn't have gone much worse for Jason or uh, for Jalen Brown. Like Jason Tatum, we know he's going to be a Celtic for a long time. Seems like Jalen Brown every offseason. There's rumors and and you know innuendos, but this one in particular is a lot on the line. I mean. Obviously, like you said, Jason Tatum getting hurt early was problematic, but I think Jalen Brown being just bad was the biggest. And, you know, we talked about it when they were shooting well. When you shoot 40%, man, you're going to win a lot of games. You shoot 21% from three, you're not going to win very many basketball games when you shoot the volume of threes that the Boston Celtics do. But they did game six. They shot 20% from three. The difference was Jason Tatum was Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown was a, a side character, not unlike Derek White. Not That's very true. different in the offense from from Derek White. Well, also in game in the in this last game in game uh, six, I mean the 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 Heat were just bad. Like the Celtics didn't have to shoot forty percent somehow. Like it was it was a weird game, and we didn't get to talk about game six on the show because it was a weekend game. But this game seven, this was the perfect mix of Jimmy Butler playing well and the superstars in Boston not. So we have some controversy. I know you guys are very much on one side of the ledger. Uh, 5-4 vote. It came down. I think it was early called, but they had to recheck Florida. Jimmy <laughs> Butler is the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, an upset? What do you guys think? It's not that it was an upset because Jimmy Butler was the favorite. It, it, and, and he was the guy that was going to win the award if the Heat won this series in games four, five, or maybe even six. Um, but I think 
maybe that is taken into account too much because as good as Caleb Martin was in games four, five, and six, they lost those games, right? And yeah, he was better than Jimmy Butler in those games, but the Heat lost those games. He was better than Jimmy Butler in game seven, though. That's what I I agree. I I disagree. He made more of his shots, but I mean, every possession – the Celtics weren't worried about Caleb Martin. He was he was a side character that happened to hit open shots. He doesn't get 16 open shots if Jimmy Butler doesn't create on offense. It's all about uh, finding that knife to get around that defense, and I don't think Caleb Martin did very much of that. He played great. He hit his open shots, but this one particularly wasn't very close and to me. But it reminds me of the 2022 NBA Finals where people walked away from that series saying, oh, man, Jason Tatum, 38%. He really he can't play in a big, big game. And Jalen Brown, man, he scored 30 points in game seven. I just didn't see it that way, not in one game. I saw Jason Tatum getting past his man, creating havoc, finding open shots for Jalen Brown and others, uh, and Jalen Brown standing in the corner and taking advantage of the good offense by the rest of the Celtics. In this game, when you can't take advantage of the good offense by the rest of the Celtics, that's when you have to prove your medal, and he's not a guy that's going to be worth the most money of any NBA player in NBA history, which is what's going to be offered to him potentially five years 295 if i'm the celtics i'm grateful this showed me this gave me clarity this game jalen brown is not that guy he's just not and the fact that he's this, efficient this helps he you can, make that decision you can do everything on a basketball court but nothing particularly well uh and i think that's the difference caleb martin very effective scorer jimmy butler can do everything on a basketball court extremely well he's the only reason why this ragtag team of undrafted players has a chance in the nba finals it all about Jimmy Butler. I don't care if you shoot 40% like Tatum did in the finals or like Jimmy Butler did through much of this series. Are you creating offense for your team? Are you leading an offense that's going to work? It's going to have a chance. Uh, and I thought, I thought, I think it's a good uh, dichotomy to, to uh, analyze these games and, and what makes a difference. I guess also, if you look at the way that the heat lost game six, right. With the Derek white tip in, um, but let's back let's let's go backwards three seconds in time and we see Jimmy Butler creating the, the three pointer from the wing and getting fouled and drilling all three free throws to take the lead and put Miami, you know, seconds away from the NBA finals. So it gets it gets washed away in the loss because the Celtics were able to get that miraculous tip in. But. That would have been the MVP making a signature play in a win for his team. Yeah, and he was quiet through game two until the fourth quarter, and he blew up after Grant Williams got in his face. He was quiet in game three, but I think, what, 13 of his 24 points in the last four minutes? The difference in this series, arguably, was clutch time. The Celtics blew it in game one and two. Game four, they didn't have to face clutch time because it was that uh, one-sided, but Jimmy Butler was the difference in clutch time, so he's the MVP. So now let's take a look at what we have on on deck, and that is the NBA Finals, where it'll be the Miami Heat against the Denver Nuggets. And what are we looking at for a series price right now, McKenzie? It's gotten steeper and steeper this morning. Denver now is minus 420. Take back on the Heat Ooh. plus 300. <laughs> 420, Denver. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> they but... were pioneers. They were pioneers. <laughs> they were. So what's the spread in game one? Eight and a half. That's so Ooh, high. That's, that's so high. That is 420 Denver so high. Um, No, that is a really high line for game one. And I think that that is a little bit of disrespect to the Miami Heat. But it it could also be 
coming off of game seven. Didn't you talk about this in, in yeah. the last the last series, Mackenzie, about teams coming off of a game seven and then, you know, going on the road for game one? Yeah, if you're off of game seven and your opponent is not uh, database loading here, but I know it's like 60% ATS for the more rested team. Mm-hmm. And now you have some extremes. Not only the Nuggets off uh, not a six or five game series, they got a sweep. And they're playing uh, arguably in the toughest place gym to play in in the NBA. So I feel like uh, maybe two, two and a half points would not be unwarranted for the situational mm. spot the Nuggets find themselves in. Where do you think this goes? Uh, nine, eight and a half, nine. It, it, I'm, I, maybe I'm crazy here, but at some point, does the market stop disrespecting the Miami Heat and stop thinking of the Heat as an eight seed because all they've done is prove that they are better than what they were thought to be coming into these playoffs they did it against the bucks they did it against the celtics uh it, it just feels like this this isn't the same team that we thought they were at some point you'd think the numbers would adjust to that they have i mean they were seven and a half point dogs in game seven they were 10 point dogs in game two uh it's just a slow march that's the way the market does it maybe it's incorrect a lot of times you can get on a team like the 2015 warriors that are just disrespected the whole time they could cover 60 percent of games for a season um, but it's it's a half point at a time. It's just the way the market does it. So the Heat would probably be 10 and a half point favorites if it was a regular season of the first playoff game. Now they're eight and a half, even though they're in a bad spot. And where are we looking at for finals MVP? Nikola Jokic, obviously the, the heavy favorite and would be the correlated play for the Nuggets winning the title. Nikola Jokic, minus 320. That's attractive to me considering they're minus 400 for the series. Jimmy Butler, the second favorite at plus 330. Uh, second best nugget, Jamal Murray at 12 to 1. You see, I have hmm. no interest in, uh, I mean, I guess, whew. here's why I don't have any interest in Jimmy Butler. And it's because if the Heat win this series, like you're better off betting the Heat in every game, right? Like just just take the points and then bet the Heat because they're they're going to cover or you bet them on the money line in these games because if they win four games and they'll be dogs in all four in all seven probably right so you're going to make money if you roll over your wins or whatever or if you just you just bet them every game um, right if if you like the the correlated play is only on Jokic because you're getting a significant decrease in price on the Nuggets winning the title uh, and. I just don't think anybody, we've talked about this before, no one else is winning the finals MVP if Denver wins. Yeah, the fact that Butler's much closer to what the Heat are and uh, Jokic is only minus 320 when the Nuggets are minus 420, that implies that uh, the percentage chance that someone other than Jimmy Butler wins it on the Heat is higher than that of another Nugget winning it. I don't see it that way. I mean, we just saw a 5-4 to four vote go down to the wire with the Heat. Caleb Martin, 55-1. to one. Bam Adebayo, 55-1. to one. Uh, obviously not likely, but if you said what's more likely, the Heat win and Jimmy Butler doesn't win, or the Nuggets win, and the story of the season Nikola Jokic doesn't win, I don't see that happening. Uh, averages a triple double. He's going to be good enough statistically to to verify that he deserves to be the Finals MVP if the Nuggets win. So yeah, I like that bet minus three twenty. Uh, if you like the Nuggets, that's just that's a better price in my opinion. Although minus one sixty a few days ago, like we talked about, was an even better price. Mac, we we knew there was a possibility that maybe we would see Tyler Hero in the Eastern Conference Finals. We never did. Uh, obviously, that the likelihood that he plays in the finals is even greater. Uh, what kind of an impact do you think Tyler Hero would have, or is he just a, a, a non-factor as far as the line goes? Uh, he was very much a factor throughout the season. When he was on the court, the Heat's offense was seven points better. 
Uh, I didn't think they'd be able to withstand it when he was out. So update on his status. He's uh, practicing, and game three is a possibility any sooner than that's unlikely. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to be there game three. And I think it can only help. I think um, even if he doesn't have the on-ball responsibilities that he had throughout much of the season, if they if they give that to Caleb Martin and Jimmy Butler, uh, he's a shooter. And and he's a he's – a, uh, if he's cold, you take him out. But if he's if he's red hot, he, he gives you a chance in any game. So uh, I'd say that's, that's a, a point to the heat, maybe a half point at this point, uh, if Tyler Hero comes back. Game one of the NBA Finals is Thursday in Denver. Do we have lines yet up for next year's NBA Finals? What's the futures odds for next year's champion? I put out a poll. Who do you have in the finals, Nuggets or the Celtics? And 84% of respondents said the Nuggets. Probably pissed off at the question that I thought the Celtics would make the finals. They did not. (laughs) I think they would be just as pissed off at these odds here. The Nuggets and the Celtics are co-favorites for the Westgate Nevada for the next year's title. So the Nuggets and Celtics, 6-1, to Bucks 7-1, to Suns 9-1. to Then the Lakers and Sixers are 10-1. to I have no interest in the Lakers because I think LeBron James takes a sabbatical. Um, I would be kind of interested in the Sixers, even though I, I believe James Harden won't win a title. But I do like the Nick Nurse hire for Philadelphia. Right, we should talk about that. Yeah, I, I really do like the Nick Nurse hire. And I think that... Um, I can only see them being I, I feel like they'll they'll have like a similar regular season that what they had this past year. But in the playoffs, I just feel like nurse is going to be better for them in the postseason, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, I mean, I like Doc Rivers. He won a championship. He bears my last name, but nobody's <laughs> been worse in elimination games. Nobody's been even close to as bad with a chance to close out. They had two more chances in Philadelphia. Um, and they rolled the ball out there and they said, you know, do what we do. We've obviously got a three, two lead for a reason. And that lack of adjustments ended up costing them. So Nick nurse arguably was right there with Spolster at the beginning of the year as the most respected X's and O's guy in the NBA, uh, can only help them. I think they're going to start, they're going to resign James Harden, right? They, they, it's not worth the money, but it's better than losing the asset. So they will resign him. I yeah. Think. I, well, I don't think it's worth the money, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess like when you talk about like. A, like not wins above replacement, but like James Harden versus replacement that you're going to get by not re-signing him. Yes, yeah. the Sixers are better off with him. Um, interesting note, Joel Embiid becomes the first player to win the MVP award and then begin the following season on the same team, but with a new head coach. Last time it happened, 1990-91, Magic Johnson. Wow. It's very rare. You usually have an MVP player means you have a good season. Yeah, doesn't no mean doubt. you're doesn't mean you're firing your coach. You know, uh, but it just didn't go well for the Sixers. Um, as far as jobs open, McKenzie, Sixers better job than the Suns. Uh, not my opinion. I, I just believe uh, top top end talent. Not only is Kevin Durant better than Joel Embiid, but Devin Booker I think has more uh, promise. Uh, right now, as far as trajectory, even if he's not there right now. So I think the number one job in the NBA is the Suns. So if it's reported that Nick Nurse had like a choice between the two teams and and he chose the, the, the Sixers. So you think he made the wrong choice? Not necessarily. I mean, there's basketball and then there's lifestyle. And there's, that's uh, true. And I also the bil- think the billions of it. And by having him by by all those years coaching in the Eastern Conference, he's already done most of the scouting work on all of these teams, you know? So yeah, for sure. it's like it's like, yeah, he knows how to coach against the teams in the Eastern Conference more so than the teams that he'll face by coaching the Suns. 
yeah, he might have a better relationship with Daryl Morey. I also think there's a, you know, more lo- more possibility of a ten year type horizon for the Sixers building slowly. The Suns, uh, they got a couple years with this thing, and then we'll see what happens. But that's that's a win now. You know, high expectations environment compared to the Sixers, in my opinion. It also feels to me like the the Eastern Conference is wide open because all these teams in the East have like these flaws where you they can all fired see... their coach. All the, yeah. all the best teams hired their coach. Yeah. So like there's not some team that's like, oh, that's the boogeyman in the Eastern Conference that you've just got to get past them. Like we just saw the eight seed run through the two best teams in this league or in the uh, in the conference. Like yep. it's an eminently eminently winnable conference. So whereas the West, it's like, man, it like every freaking year it's a gauntlet like you like you might have to play the freaking golden state warriors in the first round when where when you're the three seed you get the most wins you've had in 20 years and your your prize is playing the defending nba champions it's just a gauntlet in the west more things change more things stay the same that's kind of been the case for the last three decades the west is just better better ownership they care more i don't know why it is but year after year the best teams are in the west bill simmons says that the Suns are going to pick kevin young their assistant to be their next head coach because he's got like the relationship with the players and whatnot. Yeah. It worked out uh, for Utah, I guess, get, get, you know, an unknown person, all, all, some assistant. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, most of these coaches start that way. So uh, no data in my opinion, but uh, he has a good relationship with him. Cool. Yeah. And Devin Booker reportedly is like pushing for him to be the next head coach. So if your star player is saying, this is the guy I want, I think the organization usually winds up listening to the star player. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, bud. Uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, 
Are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Game six of the NHL Western Conference Finals. The Dallas Stars were trying to do what the Boston Celtics did and force a game seven after trailing three games to none. But this one was oh, not. I thought you were saying they were trying to do what Boston did and just roll over and die. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, success. <laughs> they did exactly what Boston did. They did not put up a fight. They had 12 shots on goal through two periods. That was the set tied for the lowest that they've had in any game all season long. And most of the credit goes to the, the Vegas defense. Vegas did an incredible job of not allowing Dallas really any possession in the offensive zone, not allowing Dallas any lanes. Uh, they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And the goals just kept coming for Vegas in this one. You know, jumped out to an early lead and... Aiden Hill did his thing, and he didn't really have to work that hard. But like I said, it was the Vegas defense that did the brunt work here. And uh, kudos to the offense getting going early with three goals in the first period. After they scored the third goal in the first period, I guess it was Kolasar who scored the third goal, uh, I felt the game was over. At 2 nothing. if it was 2 nothing after the first period, I, I felt, you know what? Dallas, might got, Dallas still has a shot. You know, just score score the first goal in the second period, make it a 2-1 game, and then anything could happen. But you go down 3 nothing in the first period, now all of a sudden everyone's thinking about the the game, what was it, the game three loss, right? Where they, they, four they lost 4 nothing, and it was three soft goals on Jake Andre. Now, these weren't soft goals. This was this was just good, good hockey by Vegas. Well, bad turnover on the first goal. The first goal uh, by William Carrier was a total mental lapse by the Dallas Stars. They were about to clear their own zone. And instead of like just chipping the puck into the neutral zone, whoever the defender was, I I forgot, just passed it back into his own zone. So the puck never cleared. It never cleared the zone. So Vegas didn't, they were still forechecking. They eventually get the turnover and Carrier scores. Uh, That was a a mistake. But other than that, it was just good forecheck, good pressure by Vegas, constantly putting shots on goal. Jack Eichel forcing the issue, pushing towards the net, and uh, a well-deserved win and a well-deserved second trip to the Stanley Cup Final for our Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, now Hopping he's on. on board. Now <laughs> he's on board. All right, welcome to the party, Scott. This is This is a geographical hour. Guys, our (laughs) Vegas goal. I just want to say, uh, Mackenzie and I are basically hockey experts because we both predicted this, that the VGK was going to win this series. It was never in doubt. Yes, and now VGK is going to win the cup. Never in doubt. Uh, Well, again, doesn't it feel funny that the the Florida Panthers feel so much like the Miami Heat, like this team that everyone just keeps riding Mm -hmm. off every Mm -hmm. round and they keep finding a way and, and embarrassing everyone who says they've got no chance and they happen to be from not the same city, I guess, but the same county, the same general area. Yeah, yeah. It, it is funny that they both made the finals. They're both big underdogs. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know that I'm willing to count anyone out in in these series. So it's a. Uh, it, it is interesting that they that both these teams have made it the same season. 
Well, the odds uh, are not as lopsided as the NBA finals are. Well, hockey's crazy. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen in hockey. So Vegas is minus 130, Florida plus 110 on the comeback. And game one, which will be on Saturday. So quite the rest here for Vegas. Uh, it'll be here in Vegas on Saturday. The Knights are minus 135 in game one. Total is Five and a half. And as far as your con Smythe odds, that's the playoffs MVP, but it goes to, you know, the, the winning team, winning player. Uh, Sergey Bavrovsky, the goaltender for Florida, is your favorite at plus 210, followed by Matthew Kachuk, who's at plus 290. And then you have Vegas's Jack Eichel at plus 425, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marchessault at seven to one. Aiden Hill. Vegas is goaltender at 12 to one. I do think it's interesting that Vegas is favored in this series, but the two favorites to win the con Smythe are Florida players. I think that I, I mean, you're right, but I do think it's because there's so many guys on Vegas who you could picture winning it. And you just nailed it, AJ. That's exactly why, because it's, I think it's wide open for Vegas. And if Florida wins, it's only those two players. It's it's like Jokic. Like if if the Nuggets win, Jokic was the MVP. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, it, it just for just just to look at uh, comparative odds. So Bobrovsky's plus two ten, Kachuk's plus two ninety. The next Florida player is Carter Verhage, fifty to one. Made up. That's a made up person. Yeah. Have you heard of Alexander Barkov? Yes, fifty to one. Oh, that's so, not great numbers. Yes. Meanwhile, you have Eichel, Carlson, March Assault, Mark Stone, Aiden Hill, and Chandler Stevenson all as your next group of players before you get to the next Florida player that's on the odds boards to be the Con Smythe Trophy winner. So uh, if I was picking a Vegas player, uh, I've said it before, I'd go with March Assault just because he seems to have the, um, the, the, the goal touch here. Although William Carlson did uh, score a couple of goals last night. Marshall Salt did as well. He scored one goal. But uh, Carlson creeping up there as well. But I think if you look at this team, you look at what they've done the entire postseason. Obviously, whoever has the the better Stanley Cup final is going to be the, the, the Conn Smythe winner. But if you're just looking at the entire playoffs here, uh, Carlson's got 10 goals. Marshall Salt's got nine goals. Jack Eichel leads the way with 18 points, and then March Assault is next with 17 points. So uh, March Assault would be my pick for the Smythe should Vegas win the Cup. I would say I, I think Aiden Hill is still a little undervalued. We talked about him, I guess, before last series when he was like 26 to 1. I would have much rather had him then than 12 to 1. But, I mean, he continues to be like there was a question of who was going to get starts and goal for Vegas. And I think at this point, there's no question who Vegas is starting goalie is right now. Like he, if, mm -hmm. if they continue to, you know, to throw these shutouts that they've been throwing, it's hard to deny that guy. He's just been, he's been phenomenal for the past uh, several weeks at this point. And at some point, like people are going to say, man, this is this guy's the reason why they're winning. Like the, but the, the problem six goals is, were nice, but you got to remember they scored exactly. They, they let zero in last night, but that's zero. The, thing. The, the problem is, is that, when you score a lot of goals, it it almost like alleviates all the talk about how good your defense was. Like if Vegas won this game two to nothing, the story would be Aiden Hill. 
but Vegas wins 6 nothing, and we're talking about Carlson, and we're talking about March Assault, and we're talking about this onslaught of offense that Vegas brings every single game. It, yeah. it, it's, it just it changes the narrative. Like, you know, again, the same thing happened in the 4 nothing win in Game 3. Like, you could have talked about Aiden Hill pitching a shutout in that game, but no, it was the three quick goals early in the first period and, and how, you know, this team is relentless offensively. So I agree. If there's a couple of Stanley Cup final games where Vegas wins two to one or two nothing and Aiden Hill has 30 something saves, yes, he is absolutely in the conversation to win this award. But if the games keep going the way they've been going for the Knights and, you know, they're, they're winning games six nothing and four to two and four nothing and four to three, four to one, then it's going to go to an offense. It's going to go to a skater. It's not going to go to the goaltender. Uh, Carlson, Marshall, those are names I remember. How similar is this team to the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals Knights team? Well, there's only six players that are left from that team on this team. And yeah, Carlson and Marshall are two of the guys. Uh, Riley Smith, William Carrier, Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore. Those are the guys that are all on the team that are that were here in 2018 when they went to the, the Stanley Cup Final. So, and, a, and a new coach. I remember firing it, him was a big deal in the city. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's not, and it's not even the second coach. It's the third coach. <laughs> uh, so they, we demand excellence. They really have. They, you know, they've got <laughs> they've gotten rid of coaches. Um, but you know what's crazy is like um, it is uh, well, they just beat their former coach in Pete DeBoer, right? Who is the Dallas Stars coach? But he was Vegas's coach, the second coach after Gallant. But Bruce Cassidy, right? Like the Bruins got rid of him. And everyone's like, well, why'd they get rid of Bruce Cassidy? Like, he's such a great coach. Like, look at what he's doing with Vegas. And yes, like, he is a great coach. But then again, Boston just had the greatest regular season in NHL <laughs> history. So, and they, complain. it's hard to complain that, like, they made the wrong decision by getting rid of Bruce Cassidy and turning things over to a new voice in, in the dressing room, you know? Guys, I did something yesterday that... um. I, I kind of never thought I was going to do. Um, I, I told what was his name. I told you. It's, it's 2023, dude. Uh, I told you guys about it um, yesterday morning, and I didn't think that you believed me. But I went ahead and I did it anyway. And that is place a bet on the Oakland Athletics. Oh, it's a big balls play. And the A's beat the Braves 7 two yesterday and the reasoning and i talked about this it was first off we had the sunday night fade right the braves played on sunday night baseball and then had to travel across the country to go play in oakland you had paul blackburn who was the you know the the, the lone all-star from the a's last year he was their best pitcher he was coming back from injury blackburn goes four innings allows just one run while striking out six and Michael Soroka got the start for the Braves. He had not pitched a major league game since 2020. And he actually got off to a really good start. Like he, he four scoreless innings. And then in the fifth inning, it all unraveled for him. He goes six innings, allows four runs. He does strike out just three, but Soroka, um, not good as he got through the lineup, you know, uh, uh, the second and third time, obviously. But the A's won a game, which means the Sunday night fade is now 5-2, plus four units on the season. But A.J., more importantly, 
it sets up. You already up, know where I'm going. I'm logging on right now. It sets up the system play for tonight. Yes. Yeah. The, the, and I'm seeing minus 245. It doesn't matter. What a value. It doesn't what matter. What a value. It might, as well, it might as well be minus 5,000. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the number is. It's just a play. Yes, the Oakland A's are 1-9 and nine after a win this season, and they will send J.P. Sears to the mound tonight against Bryce Elder of the Braves. Bryce Elder, who is 3-0 with a 2.01 ERA this season. Meanwhile, J.P. Sears is 0-3 with a 4.7 ERA. The uh, A's have won just two games that Sears has started this season. And he has started, let's see, one, two, three, four, five games in the month of May and five games in the month of April. So that's 10 starts. They're two and eight in his starts. And more importantly, one and nine after a win this season. Two and eight in his starts. That's like, I mean, that's like 20% of their wins. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but but he hasn't picked up a single one of those wins because he's 0-3 on the year. That's true. (laughs) Those have been bullpen wins, uh, if you will. But yeah, I can't believe the A's won a game yesterday. And so that means that we are betting against them tonight. I'm on it, baby. I'm on it. Yes. Braves uh, for the win. Uh, Yesterday, I was a little distraught because Major League Baseball, and it's like Memorial Day, everybody should be playing. There There should be no teams that have off on Memorial Day. It just does not make sense. It's a it's a holiday. It's you know the start the unofficial start of summer. Like every major league baseball team should be playing on Memorial Day. It's America's pastime. We honor those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Why isn't every team playing? But I, I digress. We have series that begin here on Tuesday. Yesterday though, AJ, you had a little bit of a sweat uh, in the Twins Astros game, huh? Yeah, uh, I. It's just. If you bet on the Twins when Sonny Gray pitches and the manager comes out, you just feel like you've lost. Like nothing good can happen after this very moment. And it made you be like, man, I really wish I would have had like a first five ticket, something like that. Uh, And as soon as Sonny Gray went out of the game, things absolutely unraveled for the Twins. Luckily, goes to extra innings and the Twins got the win. But man, when you when your entire handicap of a game is based on the dominance of one guy and then they go get that guy and you feel like he probably had more to give, mm. it's just it's a pretty bad feeling, uh, especially when you watch their the garbage bullpen give it up. Yep. Well, let's talk about what we have going on here tonight. Those Twins and Astros will uh, continue their series. Joe Ryan and his 7 and 1 record, 2.21 ERA will face uh, Brett Belak, who's 1-2 with a 3.55 ERA. Minnesota minus 130. So do the Twinkies have it in them, AJ, to now win back-to-back games in Houston? Uh, that's tough. Uh, they they certainly have the pitching edge because Brandon Belak, I, 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 the numbers will say he's he's solid, 3.55 ERA, not bad. Uh, he's He's not established as a very good pitcher so i i don't trust him certainly i trust joe ryan a lot more so i i won't be back in the astros even with the plus price so uh Belak has that 3.55 era but his expected era 6.02 and his fip his fielding independent pitching 
5.7, which means that he is due to get lit up. And maybe it is tonight with uh, Joe Ryan opposing him. Elsewhere tonight, we have Sandy Alcantara on the hill for the Marlins as they host the Padres. Miami's minus 135. Ryan Weathers will go for San Diego. Martin Perez gets the start for the Rangers going up against Alex Fajardo and the Tigers. Texas is minus 135. Perez, a 6-1 record with a 3.83 ERA. I had the Rangers yesterday in the first five innings. And I was just like watching in frustration as Matthew Boyd was mowing down the lineup. And then, you know, Corey Seager just gets up and he's like, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to throw this slow ass (laughs) curveball by me. And he blasts a ball that I don't think landed yet. Um, This Texas offense is scary good. And, and, you know, I know that AJ, you like laughed when Fezzik was like, oh, I'm going to bet the Rangers to win the division. And like. Yeah, I don't think they win the division because I do think the Astros are a better team. The Astros have better pitching, right? Um, And because obviously DeGrom gets hurt all the time. Um, But Texas, like, they have a – their run differential is plus 128. Yeah. Like, this team is good. They're the best offense in baseball, not named the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're the best offense in baseball. And I really think that we – didn't and I say we like the collective we um we didn't put enough stock into Bruce Bochi being their new manager because I did it with the Mets last year when I was invested in the Mets to win the World Series um you know before the season started and it was because like when you get a, a new voice in in the clubhouse especially someone that's been there before a veteran and uh, someone that has gravitas because What's happening now across Major League Baseball is most of the managers are just yes men, right? Mm-hmm. They, they listen to the general manager and the analytics department, and they, you know they, that's what they do. They they make these calls, and they're like, uh, whatever the whatever the stats say, that's what I'm going to go with. But when you have somebody that has the gravitas, someone that has the experience, like a Buck Showalter and like a Bruce Bochy, I just think the players respond differently to those types of guys. And I think that it gives the Rangers, it's shown, it's given them a real boost this season. I don't disagree. Here's the thing, though, and this is why when Fed said that, I laughed. Since 2017, so the last six seasons, the Astros have in the head-to-head matchups have just dominated the Rangers. 60-35 to 35 over the last six seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point, they're going to have to play each other. I assume the Astros continue to have the Rangers numbers. Rangers pitchers can't get Astros hitters out. Uh, They haven't for six years. I don't think suddenly they figure it out all of a sudden. So while the Rangers are certainly better than I thought they were going to be, I still, even two games back, I I still think the Astros are the team to beat in this division. Yeah, Astros are favored right now, minus 140 to win the division. Texas plus 220 uh, is the second favorite to win the division. Uh, The Guardians will take on the Orioles. Cal Quantrill goes for Cleveland. Kyle Gibson for Baltimore. Baltimore is minus 155. I know, AJ, you got burned by Gibson in his last start, so maybe you want to back him here. No, maybe I just want to (laughs) pass. No thanks. The Brewers are at the Blue Jays. Adrian Hauser will start for the Brewers, and Yusei Kikuchi goes for the Blue Jays. Toronto's minus 155. Reds at the Red Sox. Ben Lively goes for Cincinnati. Brian Bello goes for Boston. Boston minus 190. High total of 10 at Fenway. 
Phillies are at the Mets. Ranger Suarez in his 9.82 ERA. Sucks. Yeah, they'll take on uh, Kode Senga. We'll get the start for the Mets. New York is minus 135. Senga um, went over his strikeout prop, you know, again. What's the total in this game? Total in this one is, let's see. We got a total of eight and a half. Ooh, I like the over here. Yeah, I, I again, Singa, I, I keep saying he's a great strikeout pitcher, not a great pitcher pitcher, puts a lot of guys on via base on balls. I think the Phillies will walk a lot here. And Ranger Suarez sucks. So I, I think there's a lot of offense in this game. Yeah, but Suarez, obviously, his, you know, he's due to be better. Uh, you know, some of the things that he's given up Why? have been kind of fluky. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's like barely nine, pitched. eight, two. He's barely nine, pitched. Eight, two. He's only got three starts, though. His expected ERA is 4.9. Like, yes, that's high, but it's not I'll 9. still take that 8. as an over. Yeah. I'll still take that over eight and a half. Uh, Royals are at the Cardinals. Zach Cranky gets the start for KC. Miles Michaelis goes for the Cardinals. St. Louis is minus 190. The Rays are at the Cubs. It's Shane McClanahan day. Shane O'Mac is 8-0 with a 1.97 ERA. Kyle Hendricks will go for the Cubbies. Tampa Bay minus 195. This was a uh, Chicago win yesterday. one nothing as Marcus yeah. Stroman threw a one-hitter. What a gem. But not to, I mean, Taj Bradley pitched well also yesterday. Yeah, but when you, I mean, the the Rays, it feels like, man, once they're shut out, it feels like they ought to have a bounce back game here. And, yeah. and Hendricks being on the mound builds my confidence that they will. Yeah, I like McClanahan as well, my Cy Young pick. Uh, the Angels at the White Sox. Tyler Anderson goes for the Angels. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. Chicago's minus 145. Twins, uh, Astros, we mentioned that already. Braves and A's, we talked about that. We have the system play there. Rockies at the Diamondbacks. Arizona minus 250. My boy Zach Gallen on the hill against Kyle Freeland. That's a high price with Kyle Freeland on the other side. Kyle Freeland, like the Rockies stink, but Kyle Freeland, he's been actually decent. So uh, given that we've seen Zach Gallen not be perfect uh, the last month or so, Minus two fifty just feels like way too high of a price to lay. I mean, you could you can get the freaking Braves for cheaper than that against the A's tomorrow. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, this is a really really high. I do like how Zach Allen bounced back though against the Phillies. So he had that bad start against Pittsburgh, and he responded nicely with the uh, five and two thirds innings, only allowing two runs against the Phillies. So you know, whenever Zach Allen pitches, I'm usually on the first five innings. Um, so that's probably where I'll be here. Uh, maybe a first five under, though, if you think Freeland is the guy that's going to limit the Diamondbacks offense. Yankees will take on the Mariners. Nestor Cortez going for the Yankees. And uh, Seattle is a minus 135 favorite here against the lefty in Cortez. So that number surprised me a little bit, but Logan Gilbert's been strong this year. Uh, and the Mariners look like maybe they're they're playing some good ball. Aaron Judge got the best of them yesterday, but uh, Mariners are playing a little bit better ball right now. Pirates are at the Giants. Johan Oviedo will go for the Pittsburgh. San Francisco hasn't really broken down their pitching plans yet. And then Jake Irvin gets a star for the Nationals against the Dodgers in L.A. Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers. L.A. is minus 323. That is a crazy number. But, yeah, Gonsolin's been so good. Make sure you guys head over to pregame.com and you can jump on board any discounted package available for you. Go to the buy picks page and then go to discount packages. There's lots of incredible offers there for you at pregame.com. NBA Finals will begin on Thursday. You can get an NBA Finals play. Stanley Cup Finals begin this weekend. On Saturday, you can get an ice play. Uh, we got some, you know, 
soccer, right? Champions League's coming up soon. The Champions League final, McKenzie. Hey, McKenzie, did you you hear about Luton Town now going to the Premier League? I did not. They made it. They made it. Luton. They made the playoff. They won in the playoffs. Luton Town has won uh, their league. So Luton, they're going to the Premier League. And it's like a real life Ted Lasso store, like a real life Richmond. This is like a team that went from like the seventh tier of English football all the way up to the Premier League now. It's such a better system. Nothing's guaranteed. And uh, your bar, your bar team, your five guys can make it and become an, and become a Premier League team if you believe enough. I, lo- I love European soccer. There's it, so many great stories. So they said that they um, they'll get a revenue share. It's like a, it's going to be an increase of like two hundred million dollars for the team, but they they have to spend. It's like ten to twenty something million dollars they have to spend to uh, to upgrade the stadium uh, because like the stadium's just like in the middle of this small town. Like the visitors' entrance, you have to go through people's homes to get to like the entrance. It's it's the most insane story ever that would only happen in like English football. It's amazing. Gotta love it. Yeah, it's all right. June tenth is the Champions League final. June tenth, Champions League final. We talked about this. I like BTTS both teams to score. And there you go. I'm giving that out. Scotty's soccer picks. BTTS is what the play is. Uh, go to pregame.com. Take 20% off anything you'd like on us here at SOV. Sunny20 is the promo code. S-U-N-N-Y 20 is going to get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM. Oh,